Hi, my name is Haley Smith and I'm a digital intern here at Progress Texas. And what I love and what I've always loved about Progress Texas is the consistent output of easily accessible and easily shareable information. Sometimes it's hard to parse through so much news and information, but I think Progress Texas does a really good job of consistently putting out important information and information that is, you know, like I said, easily accessible and easily shareable to people all across the state of Texas. It's Friday, January 12th, 2024, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. The talk of Texas as we approach MLK weekend is the weather and, of course, worries about how our notoriously shaky power grid will hold up this time. Mose Bouchel at KUT in Austin notes that he's lately been growing tomatoes in January, coming off the sixth warmest December on record. So what's coming is definitely going to be a shock to the system. But both independent analysts and Texas energy officials expect the heat and lights to stay on this time. ERCOT announced in a news release Wednesday, quote, grid conditions are expected to be normal, unquote. And Victor Murphy, a client services program manager with the National Weather Service in Fort Worth, adds, quote, I think there's no comparison at all to 2021. This event coming up should not have nearly the impact on infrastructure, unquote, noting forecasts that show little to no freezing precipitation, lighter winds, and cold weather that won't last nearly as long as the URI scenario. Though meteorologist Anthony Franzi at the Houston Chronicle does say some spots in northeast Texas could see some degree of a wintry mix of snow, sleet, and freezing rain in the coming days, the highest likelihood in the area stretching from Dallas north to Sherman and Denison and east towards Texarkana. With a sharp dip in temperatures, some basic prep is a must, even when the power stays on. Kelsey Thompson at KXAN-TV in Austin ran down a checklist you can find in our show notes this morning. It includes care for your car and filling up your gas tank and adding a little air to your tires, stocking up on water and non-perishables, general emergency supplies like candles, backup chargers, flashlights and extra batteries, a non-electric can opener, and some cash. Firewood for those with fireplaces and extra care with any other heat source if you don't. Many of the deaths during Winter Storm Uri, as you'll recall, came as a result of the unsafe indoor use of heaters designed for outside use only. And there's the four P's. Take care of your people, pets, plants, and pipes. On to the border where Governor Abbott and his Operation Lone Star have been hard at work over the last 24 hours, upping the drama to the absolute maximum Starting here with remarks Abbott made on a right-wing talk show yesterday. As Nikki McCann-Ramirez at Rolling Stone puts it, Greg Abbott laments that Texas can't shoot migrants because murder is illegal. Our governor whined that the main reason Operation Lone Star officials can't just open fire on defenseless migrants and be done with it is because, quote, the Biden administration would charge us with murder, unquote. Jonathan Mejia at CBS4 News in El Paso quotes U.S. Representative Veronica Escobar, who says to the governor in a tweet, quote, I can't believe I have to say murdering people is unacceptable. It's language like yours that left 23 people dead and 22 others injured in El Paso, unquote. Important here to note that something as trivial as common human decency and public safety is secondary to keeping the border issue alive and as gaudy as possible for Republicans who see it as their primary winning issue this election year and their best way to distract voters from their ripping away of reproductive freedom from the women of Texas. 
Even more border theater for the governor in Eagle Pass. Benjamin Wormand at the Houston Chronicle covers the state's takeover of a public park along the Texas border. That was the center of Governor Abbott's migrant crackdown last summer, putting up fencing to keep out residents without permission from the city of Eagle Pass, according to its mayor, Rolando Salinas, who says, quote, this is not something that we wanted. This is not something that we asked for as a city. I want to make that clear, unquote. Camila Montora Galvez at CBS News adds that not only have Eagle Pass residents been banned from Shelby Park, but federal Border Patrol agents have been as well. Under federal law, the Border Patrol has a legal responsibility to process migrants on U.S. soil and determine whether to detain them, transfer them to another agency, deport them, or release them into the country. Pending a court hearing, this move by Governor Abbott sets off a bizarre face-off situation between armed state and federal law enforcement entities. Texas DPS officials directed Houston Chronicle reporters to the Texas Military Department for questions which have gone unanswered. On that note, one user on Twitter noted that Texas appears to be the only state in the U.S. with its own military, which is wild and, as I mentioned, as dramatic as possible. One more tragic border note today, a report from Nina Lacani at The Guardian says internal U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service memos obtained by the environmental group the Center for Biological Diversity reveal that government scientists found scores of burned animals along a mile-long stretch of the border wall last August after having been trapped against it amidst a wildfire in the lower Rio Grande Valley National Wildlife Refuge, a federally protected area. The center's lake in Jordal says, quote, this horrifying account of animals being burnt alive while trapped by the border wall is just the latest proof that border barriers are death traps for wildlife. We are fearful that this will only become a more common story as climate change progresses, unquote. Speaking of which, Emily Foxhall and Alejandra Martinez write for the Texas Tribune that 2023 has been found to have been the hottest year ever recorded in Texas, according to National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration data showing that average temperatures last year were 3.5 degrees above the 20th century average, a record that follows a global trend as climate change advances and represents a continuation of a broader warming trend. Every year since 2000, now 24 years back, Texas has been warmer than the 20th century average, but last year was a doozy. NOAA plans to announce today how 2023 temperatures ranked globally. Andrew Dessler, a professor of atmospheric sciences at Texas A&M, says that while temperatures do fluctuate from region to region from year to year because of randomness in the weather, Baseline temperatures are continuing to rise, and he puts it starkly. Dessler has 18-year-old twins, and he expects that by the time they reach middle age, the scorching summer of 2023 will be remembered as relatively cool. With that in mind, in a separate report in the trib, Alejandro Martinez and Aaron Douglas add that last year also saw a record number of heat-related deaths in Texas. 334 Texans, at least, are thought to have been killed by the heat last year alone. That's the most since that statistic has been followed starting in 1989. Over to Ken Paxton, who's not one to let a good bullying opportunity go to waste. Earlier this week, Paxton called on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit based in New Orleans, recently a gold mine for hateful conservative legal calls to take up the permanent injunction issued against Senate Bill 12 last year. This is the law that would restrict and even criminalize drag performances. This isn't a surprise, really, as Paxton had previously promised to appeal when federal judge David Hittner in Houston blocked the law from taking effect back in September, concluding that SB 12 amounts to an unconstitutional restriction on speech. No word yet on whether the Fifth Circuit will play along with Paxton here, but again, don't be surprised. 
LGBTQ hate rears its ugly head in New Braunfels as well. Victoria Lopez at MySanAntonio.com writes on a same-sex couple who were left shocked when they were refused by a campsite to allow their wedding to take place on the campsite's property. Adrian McDonald and Holly Goins say they've been camping at LNL Walhalla regularly for over 15 years, during which it became one of their favorite places on the planet, and a recently built event space there seemed the perfect place for their ceremony. Camp management agreed initially and booked the space for next April, but backed out upon learning that Adrian and Holly are a gay couple, saying in an email, quote, regrettably, our owners have decided that they will not allow same-sex ceremonies in the chapel at the venue. Be advised, dear listeners, that LNL Walhalla events and weddings on River Road in New Braunfels is not a good choice for people who support LGBTQ rights. A lot of negative news today, I know, but we do have a way to go into this weekend of service on a positive note. Please make an appointment to make a blood donation. Nicole Nielsen at CBS Texas writes that the need for blood is reaching critical levels nationwide and hospitals in North Texas now say the shortage is getting dire enough to potentially delay emergency medical procedures. The American Red Cross says they're seeing the lowest number of people giving blood in 20 years. All types are needed. And especially going into a critical weather phase, today would be a great day to hand over your precious bodily fluids. Getting stuck never felt so good. As we close, the note that Progress Texas is helping host a debate next week featuring the Democratic candidates for U.S. Congressional District 32, including so far Representative Julie Johnson and candidate Dr. Brian Williams. It'll be moderated by Dallas Morning News political reporter Gromer Jeffers, of whom we are fans. Thursday, January 18th, 7 p.m., UT Dallas's Student Services Building. More details on next week's debate coming up. That's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Friday, January 12th, 2024. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Progress Texas is a nonprofit rapid response media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for progressive media and action in the Lone Star State. It's a big election year, and you can get the merch to match your progressive values at our always open web store at progresstexas.org, where you can choose from Y'all Means All, Revolution, or our ever-popular Humans Against Ted Cruz t-shirts, union made right here in Texas. And with your purchase, you're supporting our important work and looking great doing it. Hit the web store and other ways to support our ongoing mission at progresstexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening. Stay warm. Happy MLK weekend. And we'll see you again on Tuesday. <laughs>